5: my talk. Here we go. Uh. he said he living life as a gringo. Where you question where you fit and every time you mingle. They say you do this with none of that. My rapping is really bad. <laughs> this life as a gringo. Yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course. And it is Thursday, so it means it's time for our Thursday Trends episode. And I'm gonna be flying solo again on today's show. Uh, I did not plan it that way. Unfortunately, my guest that I was supposed to have—my fault. This is my fault. I did not coordinate the time properly for East Coast versus West Coast, and we had a bit of confusion. So uh, he'll be hopping on the show in a couple weeks when we, we get back in, hopefully. So you know, you gotta you gotta just keep it pushing. So I'll be I'll be solo with y'all today, and and that's totally fine because man, there's a lot of shit I want to get into that has happened over the course of this last week or so so i mean we're going to we're going to talk about our our buddy the the human cheese doodle that is donald trump he is man running for president apparently once again so we'll talk about that we'll talk about a uh, a a teacher in texas being fired for some racist remarks we'll also get into twitter and, and what the hell is going on over there and then uh, in our that segment, man, we'll talk about Adidas doing a really dope collaboration with somebody from our community. And, and also, we got to celebrate Bad Bunny because, once again, he is somehow, someway, finding a way to make history still. And we'll, uh, of course, get y'all's take on one of these topics for our Ask a Gringo segment. But first, man, let's do this deep dive into some of the nonsense from this last week in a segment we call for the people in the back.
6: Say a lot for the people in the back.
5: All right, let, let's start real quick in the the world of politics and and man, our buddy Donald Trump, right? He has officially announced his 2024 presidential bid. And things are a little bit different than than I think a lot of people expected after he lost uh yes, he lost in 2020 to to Joe Biden. I, I think that at that time a lot of people kind of felt like he was the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party, and he kind of would be fast-tracked into having that nomination, and we might have a rematch of Biden and Trump 2024. But after that failed red wave uh, in the the midterm elections, you're kind of seeing the Republican Party almost having a, a bit of a, I don't know, an existential dilemma somehow. This is what made them have that. Uh, and and you're hearing a lot of people in the Republican Party, a lot of prominent figures in the party talking about how they need change, how the people have spoken that what's going on right now is not working and how they need fresh blood is how a lot of people have been putting it. They haven't specifically been saying that they're not interested in Donald Trump, but there has been a lot of chatter around uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who was the only republican to really kind of put a whooping on the democrats in the midterms and actually won uh counties that that were were not expected to go republican so he has a lot of steam right now and uh of course Donald Trump is well aware of this and is using his childish tactics of coming up with funny little nicknames uh, Ron de I think is his uh is his his new one that he's been uh, been going with it, it's just interesting to me how the, these people go so hard loving this MAGA thing until they realize it doesn't work. And you you basically, they don't say it, but their actions admit that they never believed in what this guy was actually spewing. They were just riding the hot hand. And now that hand is not quite as hot, they're kind of fractioning off into different sectors of the Republican Party. And again, it just proves the point that these guys are all full of shit and, and are really just riding whatever wave they can to stay in power and, and to, you know, excel in their political endeavors. And you're kind of even seeing a bit of the, I guess, Trump exhaustion. Now, listen, I'm not going to count the man out. He, he somehow seems to be impenetrable, you know, up to this point, but there wasn't much energy behind his announcement. The dude just seems completely unhinged, like even more so than usual. He was uh, talking about how he had been you know, in office for decades. I I don't, apparently he doesn't know what a decade is, 10 years, but doesn't recognize that. Um, and that was like a, that's a real thing. Look up that, that, that clip where he's talking about how he's held America out of a war for decades, longer, longest of any president. And again, he was a president for four years. Um, And and also he's making these like crazy claims of uh calling for lawmakers to pass a law that would mandate the death penalty for drug dealers. This is what what is interesting to me, and and of course, like the people that were there were cheering. So, abortion is is a terrible thing because it's murder, but we're calling for the death penalty of other people in this country, right? H- how how do those t- things add up? It, it, like one and one doesn't make four. I, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. But like the the hypocrisy is always on display and. I've been talking a lot about trying to find empathy for the other side. But at this point, you just have to be an idiot if you're still believing this stuff. Like, again, if if you're standing on a platform of abortion is murder and you don't believe in murder because it's wrong. But then again, you also believe in the death penalty to take the lives of of other people uh, for for something like drug dealing, uh, which which is, uh, you know, a nonviolent crime. How does that add up? You're okay with murder here, but not there. It just doesn't doesn't make sense, y'all. I, I I don't get it, and I don't think we're we're meant to get it at this point. You know, let let crazy be crazy. Now, moving on to people who are crazy, and and a, an example of the world that we live in. And I'm not gonna say it's you know all because of Donald Trump, but he is he is definitely empowered the the crazy people and the racists to not have to hide behind the shadows anymore, right? You had a white teacher in Texas who was actually fired after telling his students that his race is the superior one. Now, this was a middle school teacher in, I can't pronounce this town, Purfuggerville, Texas, okay? He's been fired. Districts officials uh, said Monday after a video was posted to social media showing the white teacher telling his students his race was, quote, the superior one. I don't I don't even know what to say at this point. People are fucking crazy, man. Like, and this is what, what's scary to me, right? Is, is you just don't know who is teaching your kids, right? And and the idea that you have people who have beliefs like this, teaching children, teaching probably children of color. Uh, I, it, it's just a really scary world that. That we live in and to think that this is 2022 in the United States of America The supposedly greatest country known to man And And you have people who are supposed To be molding the minds of, of the future And are openly racist and, and have these crazy thoughts And again I'm not going to put all Of the blame on somebody like Donald Trump But he has definitely Aided and abetted to Empowering people for their hate and And their their white supremacist thoughts and and making them feel like they no longer have to hide in the shadows and that they can publicly talk about things like this. And honestly, thank God for for social media and this aspect. Thank God for the fact that you know every kid has a, a cell phone for the most part, because if that wasn't the case, we probably would never hear about this, right? He may never even have been fired. And 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 that's a scary thing to to think about. And actually if you just think about historically how many of these types of situations happen when you had a racist teacher or a racist person in a power position and and, you know, people of, of color, specifically children of color in this case, were were, you know, harmed in, in some way, shape or form, be it mentally or or, or otherwise. And, and we never hear about it because there wasn't social media at the time. These are things that run through my mind. I mean, I think about that when it comes to the murder of George Floyd, you know, had that not have been uh, caught on video. And broadcasted on the internet, uh, especially during a time when we were all just sitting at home, like, would that have had the profound effect? Would that that man who murdered him, uh, Derek Chauvin be in jail right now, right? Like, probably not, because the police report doesn't look anything like what actually happened, right? And and these things scare me, you know. Uh, and and as much as I have sort of uh back and forth when it comes to social media and the healthiness of it, this is a sort of instance where I'm just like, man, the the good outweighs the, the bad. And thank God that, that you know, everybody has a, a camera in their pocket these days. Now, moving on, let's talk about somebody who has uh, been radicalized himself. And sadly, he is uh I think he's the world's richest man. Uh, he, he might be topping out Bezos. But Elon Musk, right? He has has drank the crazy juice and now, unfortunately, is the 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 head and owner of, of one of the largest and most powerful social media platforms in the world, Twitter. And it's been absolute chaos since Elon Musk has has closed that deal and been put in power. You know, it, it's funny to me because at one point, Elon Musk was being touted up by, I think, everybody as like this really amazing, you know, sort of visionary and, and someone who potentially could you know, change the the world as we know it for good. And then, you know, he started drinking that mag of Kool-Aid and, you know, uh, started taking Trump's side when Twitter uh, banned him and, and talking about freedom of speech and then claims he's buying Twitter because he's going to be the savior of freedom of speech and then tries to get out of that deal because it, you know, was too expensive for him. And then, you know, the courts wouldn't allow it. So now he has to embrace it. And long story short, when you fly too close to the sun, inevitably you're going to to get burned. And in this instance, Elon Musk is, is now too much out there and we know too much about him. And it's showing his true colors, right? He he even was laying people off right when he got in the doors, laying off executives um, because he, he wanted to make sure that they didn't collect on their stock options uh, be, before a certain date, right? So I, I guess for whatever reason in certain Twitter bylaws, I don't know if there was, uh, a sort of stipulation when it comes to the uh, a buyout or Twitter being sold. But basically, you had employees and, and executives had a specific date that they were supposed to begin to collect certain stock options uh, or or a certain severance payout. And Elon made sure, I, I believe it was on like a Saturday, that he laid off a ton of employees who were supposed to be able to collect in on that, a ton of executives who were supposed to collect in on that. And, and, and you know, of course, people would be like, What's being a good businessman? He's saving the company money. No, it's being a piece of shit. You are purposely trying to take away from people what they have earned, what is is theirs, what is, you know, rightfully theirs, especially you talk about executives who have helped maintain and build that company, or employees who have done exactly the same, right? They have put in their, their time and 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 energy into helping build up this company. Uh, to to what it is, or at least maintaining it in the way that it is. And then you're trying to take away what they have rightfully earned uh, just because you want to be a piece of shit capitalist. And if you defend that, like, you know, I'm sorry, but you are are part of the problem where you allow these billionaires and and these businesses, these corporations to take advantage of the very people who work for them, where they make these promises and then don't, you know, come through on their end or or they, you know, forget that these are actual people. And and they just care about, you know, saving a, a a percentage of a dollar, right? And 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 filling their own pockets just a bit more as if they need any more money. Now, beyond just being kind of a a piece of shit, he, he also, you know, has has been fucking up when it comes to these ideas that he has, right? His new idea that was supposed to be this whole revolutionary thing, right? And it was his his new check mark system, right? And this was supposed to be his first major product update. And basically, you can pay $8 a month and be verified on Twitter, right? Well, this actually caused chaos in the hours after its release as newly checkmarked users flooded the app with fake accounts. So they were personating figures like uh, Nintendo's Mario character to former president George W. Bush. Uh, adding to the chaos by November 11th, less than a week since the new paid checkmark system was released, it appeared that the Twitter blue subscription service that let you buy a checkmark was no longer working for many people. Now, first and foremost, this just shows you, this guy has no concept of how to roll anything out, right? First of all, this is a dumb fucking idea. You pay $8 a month to be verified. What does it, verification mean at this point? But B, who is verifying Mario from Nintendo? Who is verifying George W. Bush and not doing a, 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 you know, a background check on the person, right? And, and this caused all kinds of shit. LeBron James, I think, was one of the people and they're posting like wild tweets out there and this could have an impact on people's careers. I think LeBron the person who got verified for that was claiming he was leaving the Lakers, right? And and you know, things like this could cause havoc when it comes to the stock market. And again, you're you're looking at it, it's verified, so isn't it supposed to be that person? It just shows you that Twitter is not doing the the work that they need to to verify this stuff and You hear former Twitter employees talking about the fact that they've been laying off people. The teams are too small to be able to handle this sort of processing and and being able to do it accurately. Right. And Musk didn't actually um, change any of Twitter's policies immediately against offensive content. Right. And that's what he was fighting for, this idea of free speech. Right. And in the hours after he took over, there were notable surges in hate speech on the app. Some of the users uh, posting actually felt emboldened by Musk's quote, free speech absolutist attitude, and they're actively trying to test the limits of what they could say on Twitter under the company's new leadership. Others have tested the limits of Musk's free speech stance by making fun of him personally. And this is the irony right here. Of course, he, he wants free speech when it has nothing to do with him, right? When it has to do with people pushing bullshit conspiracy theories, uh, he, he's okay with it. He was one of the ones pushing the the nonsense Uh, about Nancy Pelosi's husband not actually being attacked because of her, but because he had a secret lover and there was a a lover's quarrel, right? He tweeted that, then deleted it. But our girl AOC actually had had accused uh, Elon Musk of tampering with her Twitter account after she criticized his plan, saying, quote, why should people pay $8 just for the app to get bricked when they say something you don't like, end quote. She also shared a screenshot of her Twitter notifications under, quote, verified tab, appearing blank, quote, this is what my app looked like ever since my tweet upset you yesterday, she wrote. What's good? Doesn't seem very free speechy to me. Yeah, of course, Elon wanted to take his ball and go home just like Donald Trump, right? These guys claim and stand on this platform of freedom of speech and being able to critique people, except when it has to do with them. They get their feelings hurt and then they want to attack people, right? And it, it it's just a... A reality of these guys who portray themselves as these sort of holier than thou figures and these geniuses because they've made a ton of money and all this, that, and the third. And they're really just wounded little children who are are trying to, you know, hang out with the popular crowd that never accepted them, right? And it, it's just a ridiculous time to to be living in, especially when you think about the power of social media. And and we saw it when it came to the the election. We saw it when it came to radicalizing people even before that. Right. These conspiracy theories and QAnon and all this stuff grew from apps like Facebook not monitoring what was being posted on their websites, not fact checking it. Right. And to think that you have one of these conspiracy theorists and Elon Musk being not only, you know, the, one of the richest men in the world, if not the richest man, but now at the head of one of the largest social media platforms in the world. is. Man, incredibly fucking scary to, to think about. Listen, billionaires and their, their fragile egos. I just, I don't get the idea that you really think these people give a shit about the things that they're claiming, right? You think they give a shit about the, the common man. Like what do these guys have that relates to any of us on an everyday level? they live in a different world and and by choice they live in a different world and they don't actually care to really understand what it's like to live on the other side they just want to claim that so they can get ultimate power and support behind them right that's what Elon Musk and John, Donald Trump and all these people do you know make all these claims that they're here to save save the world as we know it and again it's just power it's just more fame just more more clout more capitalism at the end of the day now with that said man we talked about the, the nonsense Let's, uh, let's start talking about some positive stuff in our gente segment. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back.
3: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prinz Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or O'Rourke, the next, an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
7: On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
1: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull.
8: A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink
2: start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily
9: to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
5: all right so i have two positive stories that I think are just really really dope right now and first one I want to talk about is Adidas. First and foremost, Adidas is taking a gigantic hit when it comes to losing Kanye. And I, I know you can, you know, make up all kinds of things. It's not out of the goodness of their heart. It's out of public perception. Sure, sure. But I, I I do have to respect the the idea that they were fearless in doing it eventually. I mean, it took them a little bit, but I I just think that it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I, I fuck with Adidas, I think, because obviously the Bad Bunny collab, it seems like they are... You know, interested in culture and 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 celebrating it in a real way, and I think this is another example of that. So their latest collaboration that's being teased right now is with uh Taqueria Orinoco, and I, if I fucked that up, I'm sorry. And this is actually a uh, a collaboration with a a Mexico City taco shop, right? And that's fucking insane to me, but so so beautiful, man. That they are collaborating with a small business out of mexico city right like how incredible you know is, is that the shoes look really dope they actually look very similar to the bad bunny ones but but i i just think it's it's really incredible and, and adidas wrote on their instagram quote authentic food real people one of a kind sneakers the new limited edition form created by adidas with the logo and colors of the taqueria orinoco this silhouette is part of a tennis collection created by adidas in collaboration with eleven iconic restaurants around the world, and I, I just love that that idea of of man showcasing the beauty of people's cultures and and collaborating like this with restaurants around the world, bringing attention to those restaurants, and and also just celebrating, you know the 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 beauty of of each of our cultures and and what things like food represent and, and kind of the cornerstones of of what makes us us and i just think that's such a beautiful thing so man shout out to them shout out to to this restaurant in in mexico city i just think it's it's absolutely amazing to see stuff like this and last thing i want to touch on when it comes to celebrating somebody from our culture because this show is basically a bad bunny stan show you already know i love this man and bro how does he keep finding ways to make history? So Bad Bunny has has made Grammys history now. So the Grammy nominations were announced uh, earlier this last week, and Bad Bunny is is now making history right as the as the first Spanish language album to be nominated for Album of the Year, and that, not like the Latin Grammys at the regular Grammys. So this man. Is is up against all other English speaking albums of the year for Umberano Sinti, right? Amazing album. But he he's making all I, I I don't even have words for it. I get too fucking excited when I think about this. I've driven this point home to no fucking end, but the fact that he did not change his native tongue or change the the language that he he sung in, I should say, to find success is what is incredible to me. Again. Most Latin artists had to sing in English to find this level of success. Bad Bunny is doing it all in Spanish. And and he's actually uh, the first album. His album is the first album to receive an album of the year nomination at both the Grammys and the Latin Grammys. He's literally nominated for album of the year at both. This is an incredible, incredible moment for, for not only him, but man, our fucking culture, right? We are out there on the the main stage, the biggest award of the night. And sure, you could say, oh, who cares about awards? Who cares about the Grammys? Listen, at the end of the day, these are, are some of the most prestigious awards in, in, in this industry, right? In the music industry. And, and we've been left out of these conversations and people of color in general have been left at these conversations for a long time. So to see somebody like Bad Bunny doing it in his native tongue, doing it unapologetically with his most Puerto Rico album, that he's ever put out, right? Like, this is the sound of of Puerto Rico. Everything about it was Puerto Rico. And then to see him get nominated for Album of the Year at the regular Grammys is a huge, huge moment for Latinos, not just Puerto Ricans, but Latinos as a whole, showing you the power that we have and what we can do and the barriers that we can break down. So big shout to him. It's just absolutely, absolutely incredible, man. Now, with that said, I want to hear from y'all and get your take on, on some of these stories or particularly one of these stories We'll do it in our Ask a Gringo segment. Ask a Gringo. I have a question. All right, so for this week's Ask a Gringo segment, I just wanted you all to chime in on the shit show that is Twitter. <laughs> I just thought that would be the most interesting conversation for us to have because I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. So my question to you all was simply, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on with Twitter and Elon. So I got a ton of responses on here. I'm going to try to read uh, a couple. Okay. Uh, At Hey Sandy Moreno says a mess. Twitter is going down with him. He couldn't afford it, but same. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can't afford Twitter either, but it's obvious that he, he couldn't afford it when he was trying to back out of the deal, and now he's trying to figure out ways to you know, bring in some some quick money, and he's probably going to destroy the app in the process. And sadly, his ego is is too big to do what's actually right or to bring in the the right people. And it's uh, I mean, I'm not a big Twitter user. But for a lot of people, you know, this is their favorite app. And and I know a lot of kind of political news and it goes on Twitter. And that was always kind of the more trusted social media platform. And man, it's just Scary to to see somebody like Elon coming in there and potentially destroying that. Let's see. At director Key says Musk has always been overrated, and he's now fully entering his villain era. I, I like the way you put that. I mean, yeah, I do think he's been overrated, and and I've been a part of of that, uh, drinking that that Kool Aid a bit. But yeah, I think he he's showing us that he's not all that he has. You know, uh, been been made out to be right. I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't even start Tesla. Um, You know, but Tesla has had its own kind of controversies and and issues. I mean, I know people who have Teslas and they love it. I know people who hate it. You know, there's all kinds of things with that. I think well, what's going on with Twitter right now and and what you're hearing from insiders and the way that he's running it shows you that he really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and he's just too egotistical to admit that once again and bring in the right people and and I think yeah he is like embracing this whole villain uh character right and it's kind of it's it's a similar way that like Donald Trump did right and and sort of you know um I mean shit this is to me this what's interesting about this it shows you that you can have all the money in the world and be quote unquote like this genius and you still can fall for the radicalization of the bullshit that happens on the internet like Elon fell for a lot of the radicalization that happened on the right. It's been documented, some of the conspiracy theories and like documentaries that he watched that changed his mind or, or made him start thinking this way. And again, he, he is the poster boy for the hypocrisy of of this, quote unquote, freedom movement that the Republican Party uh, claims to be pushing freedom of speech, freedom of this. And and yet when he you know, somebody makes fun of him, he, he does things to fuck with their Twitter uh, or he gets into a public back and forth with them. And, and, you know, it it just once again, you know, shows you most of these guys are full of shit. They're not who they claim to be. Uh, They're just, you know, these, these rich billionaires who once again can never relate to to the everyday man, and are trying to like, heal some sort of wound from probably being, uh, you know, sadly, like, picked on as a kid and never accepted. And now like, they have all this money. And they're trying to live out that fantasy of like being a popular kid. And again, proof of why you need to work on your, you know, healing your inner child, which I talk about all the time. And just piggybacking off of what my my last statement at MartyAbe84 says he's going to destroy my favorite platform. And again, I've never been super into Twitter like that, but it, it's just. If it ain't broke, don't fi- don't fix it. Right. And and that's what Elon needs to to learn here. Obviously, again, he's just trying to make a quick buck and for all the people who created Twitter, helped build it into what it is. It's really sad to see that this billionaire is, you know, just going to drive it into the ground as like his, his new toy that he's trying to make something of because uh, he got himself in a bit too deep. Now, with that said, thank you all so much for participating in our Ask a Gringo segment at DJ Dramos on Instagram if you want to be a part of these conversations. Now, let's tie everything we talked about in a neat little boat in a segment we call
8: Conclusion
5: Stew. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back.
8: As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks, for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcast.
6: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Cate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Warwick. The next, an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this
3: one.
1: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull.
8: A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink
5: Man, uh, first of all, no show next week. I just want to tell you all I'll be on vacation. I'm taking the week off for, for Thanksgiving to regroup, you know, uh, relax a little bit and and hang out with the family. So no show uh, next week. I just want to make sure to tell you all that. But man, Trump announcing his 2024 bid and nobody really seems to care, right? <laughs> Recapping a bit of what, what we talked about on today's show. The energy was pretty low. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of excitement. And I don't think he has as clear of a path to becoming the Republican nominee for, for president uh, in, in 2024, as he thought he did. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. And, and man, to see the Republican Party kind of begin to fraction uh, off like this is, is really fun. And it proves a point that they've all been full of shit all along. They only backed Donald Trump because it was their best shot at power. And now that they see an opportunity somewhere else to to maintain that power, they're going to go running that way. You know, it's just a uh, fucking crazy time to be living in. Speaking of, you have a, a white teacher in Texas fired for telling students that his race is, quote, the superior one. I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, it's just sad to think that people like this exist in positions like being a teacher and are molding the minds of, of young kids everywhere. Right. That. That to me is is not a shocker, but a, a, a scary fucking fact. You know, I think about that even when it comes to like nurses and doctors. Right. You have white supremacists and Natalie that are going to be in those positions. And as a person of color, it fucking scares me. Right. To think that I could potentially be putting myself in harm's way because I'm going to the doctor I end up in the hospital. And that person is a racist. It doesn't give me the attention that I I deserve. I mean, shit, you, you see it with uh the mortality rate when it comes to to, to black, uh, you know, mothers and, and you wonder, you know, is that due to racism? And probably is. Right. The, the idea that they're not getting the right attention that they, they should be. is just scary. Like like positions like being a teacher or a doctor, or a nurse, like you got to really be, you know, of sound moral character, you know, because those are not jobs to just fuck around and grab and and move on from like to collect a paycheck and go home. Like you got to be passionate about that. My my mother was a teacher. My sister was a special ed teacher. Like those those are jobs you got to be all in on. And and uh, to me those are like the holiest of all holy jobs. And to see somebody like this just be a fucking idiot and and to have a racist like this teaching kids uh, of of color is it, really scary. But it's America, America baby. Chaos at Twitter with Elon Musk once again. This is America, right? The poster boy for. Freedom of speech now has, you know, his panties in a bunch because because people are making fun of him. And now he's doing things to fuck with their Twitter like AOC, you know, even though this was supposed to be about freedom of speech. This is a platform to to allow yourself to express yourself. And of course, what does that mean? More hate speech. And 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 this guy is proving to just be a, an asshole at the end of the day, like a real piece of shit laying off people before they can collect on the things that they rightfully deserved in the form of stock options and things of that nature uh and, and then just rolling out bullshit programs to to turn a quick buck uh, you know and and really taking away any of the legitimacy that that platform had again shows you what happens with with ego and and people who just drink the Kool-Aid man like this guy again billionaire very powerful was radicalized and it just shows you that nobody is is above that and it, it's it's really fucking scary and uh man, just just grab on. That's all we could do is just like hold on for dear life right now and hope that things get pretty fucking normal once again. And and hope that uh what we're seeing right now with the Republican Party and 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 kind of their moving away from Donald Trump in a certain way with certain people. Hopefully that catches on and uh, you know, it'll trickle down to the rest of America and we can get back to some sort of fucking normalcy. Uh, with that in mind, though, on a positive side, shout out to Adidas. It's incredible to see a collaboration like this, them honoring 11 restaurants around the world, uh, specifically this one in Mexico City, is amazing to see. You know, bringing attention to that and celebrating our culture, which I think is absolutely beautiful. And with that in mind, man, bad fucking bunny, bro. God damn, this man, uh, this guy, this guy, somehow, some keeps finding ways to break records. And it's just been. An incredible year for him, and again, I get excited because I, I like Bad Bunny. I'm a fan of, of him as an artist, but I see it as such a symbol of the potential power that us as Latinos have, you know, in with with using our talents and 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 also doing it in a way that we don't have to water down ourselves and our culture. right uh, I'll reiterate again. Bad Bunny did all of this while speaking his native tongue while making an album that was unapologetically Puerto Rican. He is now nominated as Album of the Year at the regular Grammys, making history as the first Spanish-speaking artist to do so. Again, as a Latino listening to this, as a person of color listening to this, you know, shit, as, as somebody who's striving for big things, big goals, listening to this, it shows you that not only is anything possible, but you also don't have to change yourself to achieve your goals or your dreams. I say this all the time. Authenticity is your superpower. And Bad Bunny is a perfect example of that. He has been unapologetically himself. He has unapologetically represented for his culture and for his people. And it has paid off in the biggest way possible. And the world has had no choice but to embrace him and his talents. And that means that any of us who step into our talents and embrace who we truly are have the potential to do anything that we want. We don't have to change ourselves. We don't have to blend into whiteness. We we don't have to... Uh, appease uh, some certain crowd of people or fit into what society standards are. We can all show up as our authentic selves and find success in this world. And he is a, a testament to that, which is why you know I, I love and, and you know celebrate him him so much because to me it's incredibly inspiring to to watch and see. And with that said, man, have an incredible Thanksgiving. I know it's it's a holiday based upon uh, colonizers who you know uh, raped and pillaged. Native Americans, sadly, but use it as a time to spend, you know, precious moments with those you truly care about. Break bread and, and have an intimate moment. If you're with your family, go listen back to that podcast I did about family trauma and and try and have a healthier experience this year. And, uh, and and man, you know, regardless of the history of this this holiday, just you know, use it as a time to be thankful for all that you have and to kind of slow down a little bit. And, uh, and, and just be present to, to the beauty of, of your life and, and the people that you get to get to share it with, right? Regardless of the history, you don't have to call it Thanksgiving. doesn't have to be anything. Let's just enjoy this, this time with the people that we care about most and uh, a moment to maybe unplug from our everyday lives with uh, an extended weekend. And with that said, thank you all so much for tuning in today's show. If you haven't yet, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. Uh, you know, Like it, subscribe it, tell a friend. Like, all that stuff genuinely helps out. Like It really, really does help out. We're trying to grow the podcast. And when people see those reviews, when we pitch it for editorial and they see the reviews, all that type of stuff does help out. So I would genuinely appreciate it if you could do that if you haven't yet. Dramas.com, you want to pick up some merch? And uh, man, at DJ on TikTok, I've been getting more active on there. So that's it. With that said, have an amazing, amazing, amazing holiday weekend. Uh, next weekend, have an amazing weekend this weekend. And I'll catch y'all not next week, but the week after. I'm going to go unplug and relax and rest. Hope you get a chance to do the same. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio.
0: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
4: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepared to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a cross generations podcast on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.